0: Hello and welcome to the fantasy football briefing. We record each day to provide you with fantasy football news, updates, and analysis. My name is John Maselli, and my co-host is Jason Spencer. How are you doing today, Jason?
1: Doing all right, John. Uh, we are currently on day five. No sports, thanks to the coronavirus. So,
0: yeah, um, I wanted to quote Michael Scott, where he says, "I feel like I'm dying inside." Yeah, and I, you and me both. I feel. Yeah, I will say, not
1: having sports <laughs> opens up a whole new world for me. I've Seeing things like outside that I've never seen before because I've been staring out the window so much. So it's interesting. Just a great
0: way to spend your time. It sounds like. (laughs) Um, uh, So we have two primary uh, sources of news for today from the free agency uh, signings and trades going on in the NFL. Um, actually these are n- neither neither of these are signings per se but both are happening during this wild free agent period. Surprisingly slow uh
1: free agency I've thought especially on the skills position. I mean we had the crazy quarterback day but most of the skills guys out there have not it's been pretty quiet.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, there hasn't been a lot that's been going on in that area and it seems like a lot of teams could use additions in in those spots too and we just haven't seen much. I think um I don't know, I guess teams are being cautious and You know, I think I think one thing that's tricky right now, especially in the running back market is you haven't had these big pieces fall yet. And so how do you go out and sign another running back when you haven't figured out where Melvin Gordon's going? Mm -hmm. yet? it's like it's difficult. So um, that being said, though, um, we're going to discuss two things today. First is Todd Gurley has been cut by the Los Angeles Rams and Stefan Diggs has been traded to the Buffalo Bills. So we're going to discuss both of those from a fantasy perspective. Let's start with Todd Gurley. Um, what do you think about this move, Jason?
1: Uh, so it didn't catch me by surprise. I understand why they did it. He clearly was an injured player um, and who was making too much money for mm-hmm. what he was producing and what he was going to produce given his injuries. Um, but I will say, as I don't know if you have any players like this, like fantasy players who you really felt like um, kind of cultivated your love for fantasy football, but I do. I, I think back to like Jimmy Graham calvin johnson um and then todd Gurley was right up there with me i owned him uh three years ago when he had that great season that bust that breakout season and uh he's one of the players that really have made me love fantasy so it hurts to see him go it feels like the end of an era especially a fantasy era and i, I think anyone who owned fa- uh todd Gurley in that time knows exactly what i'm talking about So, But I guess the question now just becomes what does it mean for the Rams and also what does it mean for him? Where do we think he's going to end up? Mm -hmm. So I guess we can start with the Rams backfield. I I know they have guys like Daryl Henderson right now, a couple other guys. I don't know that any of them are going to be the starter. I think they're probably going to add someone either, whether that be through the draft or... One thing I saw on Twitter, which I don't think is going to happen, was uh, Melvin Gordon to the Rams. I think it's (laughs) an interesting thought that they could just cut Todd Gurley and add someone who I think is a very similar player um and would probably produce very similar numbers but I I mean that's totally speculation and I don't think it's going to happen I don't know about their cap space mm-hmm. but
0: yeah I mean I think the thing you were saying back with like being a waste of money in terms of Todd Gurley or you know him him being too costly at this point is like the Rams are a team too that has that they have so much talent and they have so much talent that they have to lock up on long-term contracts mm-hmm. you have golf you have Aaron Donald, you have Jalen Ramsey, you have a lot of talent there that's going to command a lot of money in it. So, if they can get rid of somebody that's not performing well enough to, you know, be worthy of that type of contract, then it's hard to keep him around. And so, you know, one thing I'm looking at with Todd Gurley is so I actually think they are going to start Daryl Henderson next year. It's possible they could add someone else. They also have Malcolm Brown, who I've seen some people say they think he may be the guy that starts there next year. I'm not buying that. Um, I think Daryl Henderson's the guy. I think he's going to be hyped up a lot um, if he is in terms of pre-draft, and I think we'll see that a lot moving forward. But the thing, the thing is, I took a little look at some of Todd Gurley's numbers from last year, and they were pretty underwhelming. And also, you could see the drop off. So I looked at yards per carry. In the two seasons pre- prior, he had 4.7 yards per carry, and then 4.9 yards per carry last year. He averaged 3.8 yards per carry. And another thing that's pretty integral, if you're playing, especially if you're playing in PPR leagues, is targets. And so um, he had 87 targets two years ago, 81 targets last year, and then um, 49 targets yeah. this past year, which seriously, uh, you know, decreases his value. And and so one other thing I took a look at was when we think about how much potential these running backs have, and I think any running back that plays in the Rams system has potential to be a very good fantasy running back because the offense is a juggernaut, um, is what what this te- these teams choose to do in the red zone. And so I remember that being a huge part of Gurley's value two years ago. Um, and so I took a look, and he actually averaged, after week eight of this season, he averaged the third most um, rushes inside the, inside the inside the red zone of any running back um i think the only two guys in front of him were derrick henry and benny snell um but that to me signals that any running back that plays in this system that's going to command the red zone carries has the potential to score touchdowns and touchdowns are sort of this thing that it has an over is overweight in terms of how many fantasy points you get i mean it's in most leagues the equivalent of 60 rushing yards which is a lot of i mean it's a lot harder to get 60 rushing yards in the punching in from the yeah. five. So, um, any running back I think that plays in the Rams system is gonna be good. And that's one other thing to consider with Todd Gurley is I think as we look at him right now, we're sort of seeing him from this vantage point of, yeah, this guy wasn't that good this year. But we have to keep we have to keep in mind that the reason we are so down on Todd Gurley last year was not necessarily because he was a terrible fantasy player, it was relative to what we expected from him. And so we expected him to be an elite top three fantasy running back and he wasn't that But that doesn't mean that he was so poor as to um put a damper on future rams running backs potentials in fantasy especially this year when we could potentially get someone whoever is leading that backfield as long as it's not a murky situation we could get them pretty high um they're pretty pretty low especially compared to where todd Gurley was going so
1: yeah Yeah, also off of, of what you're saying there um I think that one of the reasons that he dropped so much was because they went to an RBC and I do think they did that. I'm not sure that McVeigh um, prefers RBCs so I don't know yeah. that it will be one next year. I think it was an RBC by necessity because he mm-hmm. couldn't lead the backfield but yeah. he wasn't going to not play so it by nature became a running back by committee and I don't know that that'll be the Case because historically it hasn't been, but I also I'm not sure we're, we're going to have to really listen to what the coaches are saying as we get to the off season or, or to like spring training because if they're saying it's an RBC that's something to listen, but if they
0: say Daryl Henderson's our guy, I think all of a sudden Daryl Henderson is going to someone you're going to want to look at. Yeah, yeah, I agree. um I saw some good numbers as to Henderson's ability to um, rush a- rush after contact, and I think that may be an indicator. Um, not just in terms of who they may be looking to to fill the hole, but also who um, who fantasy players are going to key in on. Uh, I think that's a key stat to look at, and also just, you know, I think they're going to make him a priority this offseason, and, uh, you know, maybe they will sign someone, maybe they will draft someone, but my guess would be, you know, play this guy who's still in his rookie contract and allow him to flourish and not have to take on more cap than you need to, especially because you have to sign so many good players um, or keep them on the books. And, you know, some of them are already signed. Um, But let's move on. Let's move on to the second um, major topic of today. And that's the trade of Stefan Diggs to the Buffalo bills from the Minnesota Vikings. Let's think about it in terms of two things. I think it's important to think about the bills takeaways, but then also the Vikings takeaways and what do we think is going to happen there? So um, I'll, I'll take the, I'll start on this one. I think the Vikings, it, it's an interesting. I think Adam Thielen is looking very, very good. No doubt. Um, not that he hasn't before, but obviously the opportunities are going to be really great for him next year. I do think, um, given their situation outside of uh, Thielen and Diggs over the past few years, they tried Laquan Treadwell. They have Ola B.C. Johnson. I don't see them um, sticking with what they have. I think they'll look to acquire another wide receiver probably in the draft and that that wide receiver has the potential to be a decent fantasy option uh you know maybe us a bench dash or a potential wide receiver three in deeper leagues um but I I like what Thielen's gonna do and uh yeah I guess we'll have to wait and see as to who they add but I can't imagine they're gonna move forward with what they have outside of Thielen at at the wide receiver position so what, what about the Bills what are you thinking about the Bills the Bills so I mean I I actually think it probably
1: hurts Stephon Diggs value, I Mm -hmm. wouldn't draft. I think Diggs was getting drafted around the fourth or fifth round in uh, PPR leagues. I I wouldn't touch him there at all. Just because I don't know that Josh Allen is that sort of player where he's just going to feed Diggs constantly. I think the way that offense is run, he runs the ball a lot. They run the ball a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll see. I still like Stephon Diggs. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. Um, and he's a big play guy and he has the talent to be a wide receiver one but it's just I'm not sure I see it I don't mm-hmm. know, what, know about you
0: yeah I mean I think that there was the potential for him to go to a team where he could have catapulted easily to a wide receiver one I'm not sure that this is the move that does that no I still think he's I think he's probably about the same in terms of where I would draft him or how I feel about him and his potential next season. I do like the fact that um Josh Allen had some had made some wide receivers into viable fantasy options last especially year. especially not great wide receivers. Yeah, especially like, not. John
1: Brown became a really good wide receiver in fantasy um just and, last year. Yeah, yeah so. and I I guess that was cuz of him. Yeah. And but uh, John Brown's still on the team, so
0: mm-hmm. whether or not Diggs takes that whole role yeah no I mean I don't envision him doing so I I mean but but you're right it's like the fact that he was doing this with I mean you know wide receivers who at at the very least were not proven elsewhere Mm -hmm. I mean Cole Beasley had a career season last year and he was playing with Dak before that so it's like these guys who you know I mean they're mediocre wide receivers before coming to Buffalo had actually solid years last year I think um, both of them had six touchdowns I think John Brown had either close to or north of a thousand yards which is pretty impressive and so you would imagine that there is potential for Diggs to play well but the problem is it's not like he wasn't in an offense that allowed him to do so currently and I think sometimes what we think of when a wide receiver gets traded is is he going to a situation that allows him to thrive in a way he didn't before and so to me that means is you know he's coming to the bills he's the best receiver on that team by far um, but is there sort of that scarcity at wide receiver where he's going to become such a, pri- a premier um, option where he he just is gaining because of the targets? And the thing is in Minnesota because they really relied so heavily on the two options that they had, I don't know that that really changes in terms of that those scarce amounts of, of targets that the quarterback gives and how few players are receiving them you know so I, I, I think he's right around where he was. Previously, that's Yeah, I think
1: get. what's keeping me from getting there is just the fact I try and think of the last time we had a star wide receiver in Buffalo, mm-hmm. and I just can't visualize it. I mean, what was it? Stevie Johnson was yeah, their Stevie best receiver Johnson, for a really, And he wasn't a star receiver. No. He was just a good receiver. And then yeah. it's just been so long where maybe that's what's keeping me from getting there is I the visual of it. I don't see, but I mean, he is a talented enough player and I do believe in
0: Josh Allen. Yeah. So I could see it. And, and you know, I mean, I think Josh Allen, you know, we're talking about his ability to throw the football and to make a wide receiver an elite wide receiver. And I mean, it's possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, he certainly looked better than he did uh, the year prior to this year. And I think he'll continue to grow. I think he's a good fantasy option. I really do. But I also a great think there's, option. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of it, a lot of there's a huge component to his fantasy value with how well he runs the yep. football, and so that's just one part that you can't take out of it. And and you know, so I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say with Diggs. I, I understand what you're saying there too. With it's hard to trust a receiver in Buffalo. I totally agree. Um, and also in an offense that doesn't put a huge priority on putting up high volumes of points. <laughs> um, but I think I think he Diggs makes for just as solid as an option this year as he has in previous years. I don't think it hurts him and I don't really think it particularly helps him. I probably would say the the greatest change in value as a result of Diggs being traded is probably to Cole Beasley and John Brown who become yeah. fairly you know
1: Unlikely yeah, they, they were already anyway. borderline. Not so much John Brown, but Beasley definitely was. Yeah. And John Brown, I wouldn't feel comfortable
0: starting him. No. Um, or, or, you know, taking him anywhere that you would be relying on him yeah. in drafts. draft. So. as good
1: as he was last year.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and I would have said, then that's the thing, I would have said going into this year that he would be a, a realistic fantasy yeah. option in drafts, but I just don't know now um, playing as the second option to a really, really talented receiver. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. But... That is all for this episode of the Fantasy Football Briefing. Thanks for listening. We'll be back here every day bringing you the latest in football news from a fantasy football perspective. Thanks for listening.